Good evening, and welcome back to the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined, as always, by my buddy Rob, I think. What's up, Rob? Nothing. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm uh, down the street from you a little bit here, so pretty excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big, big, development. big development. Big development. So, we don't have anything major to talk about tonight. We want to go around a few, but we were off last week. Um, a lot of changes here at JMUSB HQ. Uh, we have a real HQ again, so we wanted to get back on and go around some cool stuff going on in the JMU world and get ready for a big, hopefully a big spring sports postseason here, Rob. Um, yeah, there's some... It's certainly gearing up to be. Yeah, look, looking like it. Some, a lot of good opportunities out there for the Dukes. Um, it's a big competition coming for at least three programs and, and uh, one that had just finished their season. And then we want to talk about Jimmy and some of the other guys from football, maybe getting some chances. And, and then I think we're going to talk a little bit about the, the CAA media deal, so, such as it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. It's not great. And, um, and finally, we'll wrap up talking about the turf a little bit. But as always, we are brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. You can go by the shop anytime, mention the podcast, and get a really cool uh, Mossy Creek sticker for your cooler, your mug, getting ready for the season here, your car, whatever you want. Um, Rob, I actually got down there for Brian and Colby's 40th birthday a couple weeks ago and got to go in the oh. shop. The place is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a pretty premier shop. Yeah, there were some guys. They're not joking the, around. There. No, there were some guys from out of town in there talking about like, God, I've been to a lot of shops and this is really incredible, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's no joke. No. It's no joke at all. So I can't wait to um, hopefully get a chance to go fishing with those guys this summer or fall. Well, certainly this fall, but maybe even this summer. And uh, hopefully, Rob, we'll get to go together at some point this year. Yeah, without so, a doubt. Well, looking... I, I got extra rods for you. Oh, I got, excellent. I got, I got extra fly rod you can use up here now. Looking forward to it. So big thanks to Mossy Creek. Um, go by there. Support the show. Um, they'll be around this summer. Lots of cool stuff there. I got a new hat. That's pretty sweet. Um, I did get one of their cups. So all geared up now. I feel like I'm supporting them as well. So they were pretty excited about us. So that was awesome. But Rob, just a couple things. Um, tennis, we'll start there. Uh, they finished their season. They won the first conference tournament ever a couple weeks ago when we talked. They had won for the first time. Um, they lost to Duke in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Not a big surprise, but big congrats to Coach Shelley and the team again. Um, good work from them. Uh, I think our big one, right, where lacrosse is getting ready to start defending the, defending the championship here. So they – had struggled, right? They had one game this season up on Long Island against Hofstra where they really struggled and won in overtime. They did not struggle in the CAA tournament. Double, double overtime. Double overtime. Um, they did not struggle in the CAA tournament this past weekend. They absolutely wrecked Elon 16-5 to in the semifinals. And then after starting slow against Hofstra, um, reeled off, I don't know, just a crushing performance. They won 13-3 to uh, in the final the score wasn't as close, or, or the game was not as close as the score indicated there. Molly Doherty was, Doherty was incredible. I know Bennett posted a pretty slick goal from Hannah Haven um, online that was pretty cool. And they're, they're looking at, I mean, those two performances, it's, they're looking as good as they've looked all season right now. And so that's exciting going into the tournament. They do play Stony Brook on Friday in the first round. Remember Stony Brook last year was the weren't they undefeated? They were undefeated right. and in the tournament. Um, they got Hosed. particularly bent out of shape. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. They, they got mid-major 
strength of schedule type thing. Right. Um, it was somewhat legitimate. Yep. JMU fans might be a little more sympathetic this year <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah. the way that the seeding went down. Uh, right. But Stony Brook last year just didn't have any marquee wins. Went in the tournament and proved to be a really good team, but that they ultimately probably seeded appropriately. Or yeah, they were the seeded fifth, and I think lost in the round of, in the lead eight. So right yeah. where they should have. Yeah. Um, the winner of that game um, has the unenviable task, but I'm sure JMU will be excited um, to potentially play Maryland, the number one seed in the tournament, uh, number one team pretty much all year, and a team that, you know, sort of had their way with JMU very early on this season. Uh, well, historically, I, I yeah. want to say the teams have played 40-something times, right. and JMU has won like three. Is that, is it that? Um, yeah. 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 I mean, quite that bad. Ma- yeah. Maryland is, is no joke. If, no. You, if you don't follow across, right. I mean, what have, they've got, I think, 13 national championships. Um, They've been to the final umpteen times. They've won it three or four times this this decade. They're a really good team. They lost their first game of the year to, was it Northwestern over the weekend? Yeah. But still managed to get the number one overall seed. That is a tough task, but, I mean, it's you got to beat some good teams if Absolutely. you want to the title. And, and I, don't, I don't think anybody on this team is going to shy away from getting a second crack at Maryland. I, In fact, I bet you they're – they're chomping at the bit. That's what I would avenge that earlier, earlier defeat. Right. I mean, that was early in the season that J- JMU this year is a team that was coming off of the championship and certainly adjusting to life without three, four, five, six players that were, you know, super crucial to the run last year and kind of bringing in the younger talent and, and learning, you know, having some new leaders step up early in the season. And they sure, at least if the CAA tournament was any indication, they're, ready to give it their best shot this weekend. Um, hopefully they can beat Stony Brook and get another chance at Maryland. Uh, I'm certainly looking forward to watching it, uh, if, if that's possible. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, the other news over the weekend that was kind of cool was baseball managed to dig out of a 2-9 and nine conference start and finish the season 500 in CAA play at 9-9, nine and nine, or at least get back to 500 in CAA play. Uh, they're in the third position right now. I was looking at the standings today. There's nobody that's run away with this. It's not like there's a dominant team. We got Elon, who's who's right. been good, but it's not like they're. But know, I think even Omaha their conference record was anything. like 14 and 10 or something. You know, it wasn't like yeah. anybody was, uh, you know, head and shoulders above everybody. Yeah, um, you got. I don't know. I, I don't. Obviously, haven't. You know, we don't. We can't follow this team day to day, but they seem to have found something late in the season. And and no, I, I felt like I was like, am I thinking like men's basketball here where I'm just excited that they got back to nine and nine, you know, but I don't think it is. I feel like, I hope this is a team that's kind of developing and they certainly have some pitching on this team. Um, they do. They yeah. do. And they've got, I mean, they've got some young position players as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they got a freshman bat leadoff mm-hmm. who, who's amongst the leaders in a lot of the offensive categories. So um, starting to put it together. I mean, it was starting off really strong, had an awful slump of, eight or nine straight right but then have really gotten hot when it matters so i'm actually pretty optimistic and excited to see what they do heading into the in the conference tournament yeah and it's just cool for them i mean they that's a team that hasn't right they haven't made the conference tournament in a little while um, no it's it's been a, it's been it's a good been, minute been a good bit, good bit. so i mean I, I think it's hard not just call that progress one way or the other i think that's what we talked about before the season was they needed to get back into the caa tournament <clears throat> before mm-hmm. we start looking down the road and they, they've done that and hope good luck to baseball. So big news last weekend, Rob. I know this is tough. I, I look forward to you sharing how you broke this to your boys. Um, Jimmy Moreland slipped in the NFL draft uh, a little bit beyond what most Dukes fans hoped. 
um, all the way down to the seventh round. But he was drafted by the hometown Washington Redskins. <laughs> and needless to say, I, uh, you know, I hadn't written on the blog in quite a while, hadn't been motivated to do so. I told you, I said, I'm happy to do this one. Um, it's nice to write something happy for a change. Um, I, I've lost my way as a Redskins fan, like a lot of people over the last 10 or 20 years. Lost my way as an NFL fan. But I also have to acknowledge that I wouldn't be as down on the NFL if I didn't hate my own team so much. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Probably a contributing factor. Right, right. And this immediately, I mean, this is the half for me as a Redskins fan. I was talking with my, with Dreek and some of our buddies and I was like, since Snyder bought the team, I think um, maybe that win when Tony Romo threw the three interceptions to give the Redskins the division title six or seven years ago um, on the last day of the season on the field. And then the time, the first time when Joe Gibbs came back, the day they announced that Gibbs was coming back. Th- those are the only two moments that were anywhere close to this, to the hearing that Jimmy got drafted by the skins for me in the Snyder era. So since I graduated from JMU, it's been that long since I've been this pleased about something related to the, to the franchise. Um, that's, ooh, that's, that's brutal. Yeah, that's pretty brutal, right? I mean, there's just nothing to be exciting about. Um, and I know you, you told your boys, I'm assuming they were happy that Jimmy got drafted. Oh, my gosh. They were so excited. They were right. playing ball out back because, you know, James in particular had been watching all day and Sam had been keeping tabs, but in and out. Uh, and they were playing basketball. And I went out to tell them they had some friends out there. I was like, guys, I got some good news and bad news. And they're like, Jimmy? I was like, he was drafted. And I was, they're like, oh, that's so excited. And then Sam looks at me. He's like, it was the Redskins, wasn't it? <laughs> and, and I was like, yeah. And James just took the basketball and slammed it on the ground as hard as he could. <laughs> and they had friends over, and they had to explain, like, first of all, like, kind of who Jimmy was, what the draft was, why we were upset. It was not, not people that were up on this. But no, it was kind of the agony and the ecstasy, or the ecstasy and the agony. Yeah. Um, back to back. Uh, and for people who don't know, like, I'm a diehard Giants fan. I grew up in the D.C. area in the 80s when the NFC East was king. Mm-hmm. The skins were good. It was all-encompassing. Um, and it really developed a deep, deep hatred of the skins. I know that's going to annoy a lot <laughs> no, of people. No, 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 no. But, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine. I guess, like, if you were a skins fan growing up in Dallas in the 90s, it, it would be the, the equivalent, like – when you have a team that just you could not escape, and even now, right. you turn on Sports Talk Radio, uh, forget about the Nats. Like Scherzer can pitch. You turn on radio the next morning, and they're talking about oh gosh, I don't know, freaking Theismann trying to give his number, number. or not give his number. I mean, it's just just ridiculous, oh. all encompassing. Um, so I'm very happy for Jimmy, but I I will not be watching him in the NFL. <laughs> I will. I mean, I'll I'll be happy for him. Um, I want him to succeed. I. Don't even know if I'll be cheering for him, so to speak. <laughs> it, it's it's a tough spot for me. But I, I mean, no. the worst thing would have been if he didn't didn't get a chance to play. This is the yeah. second worst thing for right. me personally. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, I'm super hopeful. I, I, there's there. I will. Uh, I have not. I, I I think it's been 15 years or so since I have purchased an official piece of merchandise. I, I don't want to contribute anything at all to the Snyder Fund. And this would be the first time that if, if he makes this team and has an official number um, come Labor Day weekend, there's no doubt I'll be ordering a new jersey. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, well, out of curiosity, I, I also went to the NFL site to see if you could do the custom jerseys. Yep. And um, all of my 
proper names for Jimmy were denied by the NFL in case somebody was checking. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and look, you know, the, as Rob said, the local sports talk media in D.C. tends to be some of the dumbest content available in the history of media. And that's us. That's us saying that. that's us saying that. Right. <laughs> yes. Know. I mean, I, I, I heard my front buddies were sending around this clip of Chad Dukes talking about how Jimmy didn't play against good competition. And, you know, it wasn't high level competition. And I was like, this friggin idiot. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that know, guy. Right. Oh, I, mean, I can't believe he has a show. But I can't either. And all I can think, I mean, I think there were a lot of teams out there and you and I both agree. I mean, the one thing we know about Jimmy is, I don't know, he'll probably get burned a good bit in training camp and in and, and the preseason. Um, and, but he'll also make some plays. And we know that he can play on special teams. You know, we know that's he can, the biggest thing. He's that's the biggest thing. When you're a low round draft pick and you have the experience he does as a gunner on punt return, blocking gunners, pump blocks. or punt yeah. block, right, blocking kicks. Um, you know, potentially even returning kicks. I mean, doing all the little things that he's done off and on. Uh, that, that's the way you make an NFL team when you're a late-round pick. So yep. just super hopeful. And then, Rob, cool things. Um, I, I don't know. I might have missed some here, but I, I did see – I was out of town a little bit last week. But I um, saw Carden Johnson got invited to the Steelers rookie camp this summer. I think, I think he got two rookie camp well, invites. I know Marcus Marshall got uh, both. Oh, the, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Mar- you're right. You're right. Yes, I saw at least Carden got the Pittsburgh one, and then Marcus Marshall got invited to uh, the Chiefs and the Titans uh, mini camps. So really cool for those guys, especially because I felt like, you know, both of them last season for, diff- you know, for basically injury reasons, um, really kind of had a star-crossed last couple of years injury-wise for those two guys. And – you know, guys that uh, at different points in their JMU career, we thought really had, you know, had next level potential, whether that's in the NFL or somewhere else. Um, and, and didn't necessarily get to show their best stuff in their last season for a variety of reasons. And it's really cool for them to, you know, people to recognize that and at least give them the opportunity. So really excited and good luck to those guys as well. Um, and maybe we'll find some more. I don't know. The Redskins have Andrew Anchor now too. So this is going to be... <laughs> They're really, they're really cornering the JMU market here. They're trying to get the local market. They actually had a really good draft. So the, it, it's it was unbelievable for me that like that actually happened. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. No, if it, it's super exciting. It's super exciting. I mean, like yeah. even and not being a skin fan, I understand how. Oh, and you had to deal with your draft. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the more the more we say about this, the worse off I will I will get. But um, <laughs> no, it, it's. <laughs> It's a changing of the guard, so to speak. It yeah. seems like Snyder, maybe it, it, his hands were all over this Haskins one, but otherwise he seemed to stay out of the way and let people make some pretty good picks, in my opinion. Yeah, I think they got really lucky, right, that, that they sort of – Snyder got his shiny new toy, the, you know, for, at a reasonable cost. You know, they Haskins, probably, right? And then yeah, it was then, a lot easier to tell him, like, Okay, let us do the rest. We got, of this. we got, yeah. this, right? Yeah. So exactly, and he kind of went exactly. off and got excited about selling, you know, tickets and stuff. And then, yeah. So who knows? Uh, Rob, do you want to fill everybody in on this uh, sort of what we got, what we found out from Jeff Bourne today, and the sort of statement about the CA media today? Well, first off, yeah. Just hats off to Bourne Big time. for coming out and making a statement. Absolutely. Uh, again, really shows how, in a lot of ways. JMU is is best of breed of the CIA. People oh. probably don't want to hear that today, or people saying, "Well, that's you know everything's relative." But a lot of other fans or fans of other teams were relying on Bourne's statement to decipher what exactly was going on. Yep. 
with this thing. I know we've got some friends that are involved in other schools and they took Born statement and emailed it to their, to their ADs yeah. saying, you know, where's this? Why don't we get communication like this? Right. Look at what they're doing. They're out, of, out ahead of it. Yep. I don't know what to make about this. My, my initial reaction is that it's not a terrific deal for anybody mm-hmm. that hasn't had a chance to go online or to mm-hmm. check their email for born statement or see many of the things on Jamie sports. They signed a deal. The league signed a deal for exclusive streaming rights to flow sports. Mm-hmm. Todd, I think I speak for both of us when saying you and I have been very pro streaming yes. when it comes to CA. We yep. like the idea of being innovative, going with that sort of platform. The reality of the situation is JMU, CAA, you know, as a whole, probably mm-hmm. not going to get a terrific over-the-air, even cable TV package. Right. So streaming is a good way to go. They've got to deal with, I think, 300 games a year. I want to mm-hmm. say it's like 90 um, men's hoops, 50 women's hoops. 110 like or 100 or was it 50 football and then like 110 other or something like that so it's spread out amongst all the different Mm -hmm. sports but for all that it's 1250 a month uh, which is not a huge amount of money in and of itself i think most of us probably waste 1250 a month on things far less less important important than this But when you stack that up against the ESPN Plus situation, which is where a lot of conferences are going for, mm-hmm. for their online distribution, I think that's in the neighborhood of about five ninety nine. Yeah, and you get access to lots of other wide, lots of other things. Right. It really starts to look like it's not a terrific deal. Mm-hmm. I'm not super excited about the idea of spending twelve bucks just to watch JMU games because I'm not the type of guy who's going to watch a lot of other CAA anything right. if it's free. If I'm if I'm put, you know, pushing through the channels or if I go on CA.TV yep. on Thursday night and JMU's basketball game ends early, I'll tune in for free. Right. But I don't like the idea of spending additional money just for the total conference when I'm only going to watch a handful of games. Yep. Um, I also have been following along with Flow Sports, as you probably have this is what as I was well. Yeah. The, the DC United yep. deal has been absolutely panned in terms of quality and availability and customer service. Yeah. DC United won and, exclusive. They're only broadcast or streaming over the air through Flow Sports. And it's the same sort of thing. Like you get a discount if you're a season ticket holder on the monthly rate. You get a different a different rate if you're not a season ticket holder. And they try to draw you in saying not only will you get the games, but you get other premium content, which is just dumb team produced media, the type of stuff you'd normally get on a website. But right. the basic the basic reports out are that it, the stream just does not work. I yeah, mean, it sounds like been, the, it's been a joke. Yeah, it's been yeah. a debacle for them. Right. Like just absolutely like, makes Matazone appear like yeah. a flawless system. And I generally have had great experience with Matazone. Right. Um, gratefully unappreciated by me how the Alumni Association has footed the bill for all those yeah. years. But I've really been spoiled. So to go from that to bumping up to twelve fifty a month for, you know, not a terrific platform in terms of the breadth, depth and breadth of what you get. Yep. You're not getting a lot of other conferences. I mean, if you go on the website, it's like very niche verticals. I think you get access to all of them, but like, I'm not going to watch a lot of college wrestling. Uh, nope. You know, Jamie doesn't do, I'm not going to watch, uh, watch a lot of cheerleading competitions. And nope. Those are the sorts of things they have. Um, I also don't understand the business model where Todd, you and I being in yeah. Virginia in the DC United market, we could go get this DC United pro pass for eight bucks a month or eight ninety nine. Right. Uh-huh. And it gives us access to to all of the other verticals. So, like, I don't understand how the business model works. Like, why not just find the cheapest one you can get in on? I, 
Does it take a little money out of the CAA's pocket? I don't know. Maybe it does. Not really my biggest concern right now. I just just want to be able to watch the games. Yeah, I'm just really confused by that. I think it's going to be hard for people to watch the games. I I don't see any – I mean, I I don't care who it is, whether it's Flow Sports or whatever company is doing this. They're not going to give a crap about the CAA. Like, you know – They're not even producing them. It's school-produced broadcasts that are just going through their stream. And then Flow has the exclusive right. So, like, if they're showing a JMU game, Madison or the what JMU is producing it, the same mechanism they did for Madison, but it will not be available via Madison right. if it's one of the Flow Sports, Flow Sports ones. Games, so, like, yeah. so they're just they're just the pipeline. Yeah, you know, they're not really doing anything for the league. Yeah. They said it's a seven figure deal, which makes me think it's just barely over a million, a million bucks. Right. And is that annual or is that for the four year deal? I, I don't know. I I, I just. I think my most frustrating thing, too, is, I mean, think about it from the D.C. United standpoint. It's just, you know, even D.C. United, who, let, I mean, look, we love JMU, but let's be honest, right? They probably have a sizably bigger fan base than those of us that watch JMU, you know, follow JMU sports closely. They definitely have a size, more sizable fan base, right? It's, yeah. it's MLS content, you know? I mean, they may, MLS may be the AAC of the, the power leagues in this country, right? They may be fifth or sixth in the, in the pecking order, but it's still, you know, a name brand league and they couldn't even, you know, produce or, or sort of respond to the customer issues. They didn't seem to even care about that group of fans, which is much larger than what they're going to get here. I'm just, I'm really suspicious and, and cynical about the fact that they're going to be able to be responsive when there are issues, you know, I mean, Madison, like you said, a, it's been supplied by the Alumni Association to all of us for free. So when the content goes down, it goes down. You know, I, we've had our frustrations over the years, but I'm also aware that it's being supplied to me for free. It's way better than anything we ever had before. And, it, it, you know, it's just ugh, the whole thing. Just it, It's another reminder that, and like you said, JMU, the complete bell cow of the CAA. Um, and well, that's what happy. also gets from- that's yeah. what also concerns me is it JMU is the big fish in the small pond, particularly with football. Mm-hmm. So you got to think if flow sports has any say in this or the league has any say mm-hmm. in this, they're going to want to showcase JMU. Mm-hmm. So it really concerns me that, that the majority of JMU football games at least are going to end up over there. Are, are going to end up over there. Right. Um, basketball. We might luck out in the other direction, <laughs> right, right, right. at least this year. Yeah. But that, that's a big concern of mine when it comes to football. Mm-hmm. And I've paid for a lot of crappy streams over the years. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you pay four or five bucks, one thing. But I don't know. I mean, it, just the idea that it's over twice as much as ESPN Plus just yeah. seems like they've really miscalculated the demand that the general CAA fan has for CAA content. People yeah. want to watch their team. That's the frustrating thing to me as a sports fan. Look, I'm a JMU fan, first and foremost, first, last, always, right? I mean, it's the thing I care about the most, but I'm a college football fan. I'm a college basketball fan, right? I'm a, and if you follow a school in the CAA, you know, chances are you also care about other college sports. And I, you know, for me, it's like, I I I've been hesitant to give up, you know, I have not given up cable, right? I haven't been a cord cutter primarily because I like all the live sports that I get to watch that aren't, isn't JMU. And so the idea of like adding, you know, 
if the only thing you care about is JMU and you're a really cost conscious person, or if you're Ben and you know how to do all these things and like, <laughs> right. It, yeah. Configure everything. And, and you know how to, you know, get your whole cable package down to $80 a month and still get everything you want. That's great for you. But for the rest of us, it's just another 13 bucks on top of what we're already paying for DirecTV or cable or Fios or whatever. You and have. Netflix. And Netflix and, and all and the other Spotify crap. or Apple Music. And the ESPN have, like, Plus, you may be getting to watch Caps and yeah. DC United out of market or something. Like whatever yeah. your team is, you know. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, um, you know, look, I'm not rooting against Flow Sports or any kind of competition in the market. But, man, it just, it just feels like. A, a, re, a real low major reminder about well, the day. It just doesn't it seem mispriced? I, I don't. That's what I look, don't understand. If, if, if it's six or seven bucks, okay, maybe I, I could do that. Yeah, I, I mean, we've paid nine ninety nine for one game to watch JMU play UMass on a crappy feed before on CBS Sports Live yeah. or something. But at least I know, like, okay, when it's over, I call them up and cancel it. And that also seems like okay. That's the only way you can do it. Like, there's no mm-hmm. comparison. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see Albany games anywhere else, right. for instance. But it's they've set it up where it's like, oh, we're streaming everything, just like all these other leagues. Well, all the other leagues are doing it through ESPN Plus. And right? like, yeah. like, there's a direct comparison here. It's, yeah. it's it's just I know it's it's and to dumb be able to for two guys, right? As fortunate as we are, not like we're Warren Buffett or anything, but like, no, yeah, we can afford twelve fifty. Let's can, yeah. let's be serious. But just it seems like such a raw deal. Like, why are they charging so much for such a limited product? Where go ahead and search Flow Sports streaming or Flow Sports DC right. United, you will be astounded. We are not exaggerating how much of a disaster this has been in the consumer's eyes. Yeah, for for soccer no. fans in this area. Yep. It, it's just, uh, yeah, the whole thing's a frustration, a big frustration for us headed into the season, a big concern uh, for fans being able to have access to JMU football in particular, but other things as well. And, and, you know, I've had so much fun. Like, it's funny, Rob, I've gotten texts. I'm sure you have too. Just random people, you know, this deal that the, the kind of regional deal that JMU had with, um, with NBC sports Washington mm-hmm. this year or whatever the local NBC sports yeah. network feed is, you know, it's funny. Like my dad's been like, Oh, I turned the TV on and Jamie lacrosse was on or something, you know, like, I don't know. That just feels like a better. Yeah. I, I think they still retain the rights to do that. Do, for, right. But again, I think it's for games that, that flow sports doesn't put on there. Right. Chase. So I don't know. I'm not sure what the goal is. I, Bourne was saying a lot of things about revenue generation and right. that's all good. But if, if, the numbers are really a million bucks and you're cutting it amongst the teams, even if it's a million dollars a year. Right. This is not a real revenue stream. No, I mean, uh, it, it's 12 teams or CAA or whatever, like yeah, I mean, 16 it's just, mouths to feed with football product as well. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just not that big of a deal. No. It's, it's, if it was a million dollars a team, you start going, okay, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of them starting to say, okay, it's a business. We got to get going, particularly heading to the new Union Bank Center. Mm -hmm. But man, this is potentially cutting off a lot of fans for what, $100,000 a year? Yeah, that's what frustrates me is I felt like JMU the last few years with with the free product from Madison and the kind of regional games they'd had, they've really been reaching, you know, they don't have to reach you and I. We're going to find a way to pay it even if only one of us gets it and then we go over to somebody's house, right? I mean, we'll find a way to do it um, because we care and we're going to follow it every week, at least with football. Yeah. But, but I feel like the last five or six years, JMU has really been reaching into 
the more casual fans, um, you know, people who went to JMU or their family members went to JMU. And because the, it's been so easy to access, I feel like a lot of people have been able to watch the games. And this is just, I don't know if you're a, a you know, if you graduated from JMU in 04 and you live in Seattle now, are you going to pay twelve fifty a month to watch football? Like, I don't know, right? Yeah, just, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. You're doing a better job of articulating it. But yeah. what's the what's the benefit versus the conversion cost of a new fan? If you can expose 100 new fans to the game, flipping through the channels or tuning in for free, what's the data show? Like, if those people tune in and you find the game free, are they likely to write a, even a $25 check to the Duke Club? Right. Can you offset know. it that way? I don't know. People right. know that this, this yeah, somebody deal was not made in, in, a, in a vacuum. Nope. They've done these things. They've got the numbers. But I still think that while it's great to dream about revenue sources and certain, the league is still in a branding itself phase. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to make a bit of difference until they start winning and it's a multi-bid league. Then you can really talk about having significant revenue stream right. from, the, right. from the basketball rights deal. But for now, this really sounds like peanuts. Maybe, maybe we're yeah. wrong. Though. Hopefully we're wrong. Oh, hopefully we're wrong. Yep. And then the last thing that's sort of uh, on the field and off the field, or totally on the field, Jamie's uh, getting some new turf this summer uh, in Bridgeport. I am very excited about the new turf. I think I had noticed last year we had talked a little bit about, you know, what was it? The 2016, the first when Jamie won the championship was when they broke out all the new branding and the new logo and the new font. And everything's looked really cool since then. Uniforms, helmets, across the board, across the whole program, really across the whole university when you're down on campus. And it was kind of interesting. It was always, it was like, crap, the one thing that actually matters, which is, you know, Bridgeport Stadium was still under the old stuff um, and looking a little beat up. You could really tell the difference in the sort of brightness of the green um, on the field turf from when it started five or you'd see pictures of games from five or six years ago versus last year. And it had definitely faded quite a bit. Yeah. It uh, worn out. Yeah. It really worn out. And so it's great. I mean, we're thrilled that it's um, they're getting new turf. I did, I did think it was funny. They're taking out the Duke, the midfield Duke dog and putting JMU in the new font there. I, I, I think it's, I'm fine with that from a branding standpoint. That's obviously the way they've chosen to really focus on JMU in this last two, three, four years. Um, and they're going to do, what do they do? They're doing James Madison in both end zones instead of Madison or whatever it was before. Um, pretty similar, nothing big. I did see that some, a lot of the defensive players were disappointed in the Duke dog going away from midfield. I had not, I had forgotten that their mantra on defense had often been, they don't cross the Duke dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I find it hard to get too worked up about this either way. Like you, I, I do like the new consistency of now having the proper brand and, and logo. Uh-huh. I never realized how much that old skinny one-legged skinny M and one thick. Oh, I never realized weird. how weird it was until we switched over. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, should have been this whole time. Great. I'm fine with it. Truth be told, if you would have asked me a week ago to tell you what the JMU football field looked like, I would have been guessing. I, <laughs> I really I, now everybody's like, "Oh, the Duke dog." I'm like, "Was that in the end zone, or right. was that in <laughs> midfield, or right. in the red zone?" I, 
it's not that important to me. Uh, I just I think it's nice to get new turf because the old stuff looked well, really old. Yes, and they are going to have more purple along the sidelines and stuff, which does look yeah, kind of cool yeah, from cool. up above. Yeah, will look cool um, in wide shots and stuff. So, anyways, that's about all we got tonight. Um, that was kind of a fun thing there with the draft stuff and and the flow sports uh, discussion and, and having some new turf. We are, as always, brought to you by our original sponsor as well, Pale Fire. You can still go by the tap room and mention the podcast and get a free pint glass. There was some dispute over this at the tap room a couple of weeks ago, I heard. Um, but it, it was cleared up, and, and one of the younger servers was clued in to what was going on. So you can still get your free pint glass um, anytime at Pale Fire, and you can pick up their beers around the state uh, anytime. Rob, I think that's about all we got tonight. Hopefully next week we will be, I, I don't know, maybe we'll be talking about a massive either upset or, or game on the horizon against Maryland for lacrosse, right? That would be good. That yep. would, you know, giant killers. Giant from, killers from indeed. Returning champs and giant killers yep. all in, in one year. It would be awesome. And, and it would really be nice to see softball. Um, you know, they, the one thing with softball was they, they trailed in their last game of the season and had a big comeback to win pretty handily, actually, in the end. Um, but it really would, they, that would have been a bad, you know, they couldn't afford a bad loss for seeding standpoint and they, they didn't have one. It would be really nice to see them. I, I think softball's in, they're in fine shape to make the tournament, you know, no matter what happens with CAA play, but it would be nice to see them not have any danger, you know, put themselves in the very best possible position. Just go ahead and win everything they can in the conference and, and go into the postseason, Right. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, not have any of what women's basketball had to suffer through. Um, there's a lot of talk. I, I don't know that it didn't look – I don't think it looks – we don't know these things, but it doesn't look too promising for JMU to get one of the top – the real top, top seeds. Um, but they could get to – I mean, they could get into that top 16, right? It looks like. I, I, no. I guess so. I mean, I, I'm not sure what the RPI is. They, had a, they didn't have any, like, massive upsets this year. But they've won all but one game in CA play, and they've been steamrolling people. And I think their record is like forty-six and seven. I mean, it's yeah. going to be one of those that's like really hard to overlook. I mean, you know, you're going to have to be taking some, you know, six seventh place teams in the Pac-12 and the SEC, and putting Which them they will do. Of, they will do, and I, I yeah. realize that almost those entire conferences will make the field. But in terms of putting them ahead of JMU, I don't know. I, they, who knows? They usually do. But I do think Megan Good and um, CC Alexander, they put JMU on the map for sure. Just, I mean, they, they, I think those are names that softball people know. And, and hopefully the committee will recognize as well. But who knows? But hopefully they can get it done this weekend. And we'll be talking lots about uh, – hopefully we'll still be talking a lot about softball next week. So, Rob, until then, I will talk to you next week. Yeah, have a good week, everyone. All right, go Dukes.